Hi everyone, welcome back to Everyday Colloquies. I am your host, Chantel. It is March 31st. March ain't over yet, so we are still celebrating Women's Month, and I thought I should end with period. None of this is very graphic information, and if you are not of the female gender, please stick around, because a lot of y'all have a lack of basic understanding when it comes to this matter. So, a period is something natural that occurs to most, not all females, as they become of age, usually around age 12 to 15, give or take. This is your body's natural way of responding to the rise and fall of hormones, specifically progesterone. It's characterized by blood loss and the shedding of the mucosal tissues from the uterus's inner lining. So this occurs when the body realizes that you aren't pregnant. It typically occurs once a month and lasts up to seven days. Again, this can vary, um, but it's also accompanied by many symptoms. So things like acne, tender breast, bloating, lower back pain, heat flashes sometimes, um, feeling tired, irritability, having cravings, changes in your mood, and so many others. The other day, I read an article on BuzzFeed titled, Men are admitting the things they did not realize until they lived with a woman, and yikes. So one of the entries said, I always thought that pads operated like band-aids, and they'd just slap them over their vaginas and absorb everything. It wasn't until I was 27, when my girlfriend at the time had some as a backup in case she ran out of tampons, and I opened it and looked. The adhesive was on the wrong side for my version of how they worked, and it dawned on me that they're supposed to be stuck to their panties, not their skin. Ouch. (laughs) I'm sure most of us can probably think back, maybe not even very far back, to incidents when we or someone we know had a downright bizarre and inaccurate understanding of a woman's body or especially of her period. And I'm talking about grown adults here, okay, both men and women that have had misconceptions or or these bizarre ideas for years. And while many of these incidents are funny, they can also be very harmful. Harmful to not just women, not just men, but to society as a whole. Nelson Mandela once said, Education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. Education is empowerment. Education is liberating. Education is the key to fighting the systems of patriarchy and misogyny. If you haven't seen the short film on Netflix called Period, End of Sentence, I highly encourage it. It is less than 30 minutes. I think about 25 minutes to be exact, okay? It follows women's lives from a village in Kathakara, India. After a machine is built that creates pads and they begin to sell their product throughout their district. So the film starts as they speak to various females ranging in age and they begin to ask them what a period is and what a pad is. Most were extremely shy about use of the word or even hearing it and felt very uncomfortable discussing it. But also, many were genuinely ignorant on the topic. 
What this movement did was help to liberate these women. It empowered them. Educating these women and girls helped to eliminate the spread of misinformation, disease, and sickness. These women were then able to educate their peers and family members. Before they began using pads, they would use any old cloth that they could find, which was highly ineffective and not to mention unsanitary. Because of this, many of these females were forced to cut things like work and education because of the inconvenience of these cloth rags. Many have mentioned that since they have learned this information and now work creating and selling these pads, their livelihood has increased. But not only this, they feel more accepted and respected by their husbands. I remember being hospitalized at a young age. I remember being hospitalized at a young age after becoming extremely dehydrated. I'm not sure the name of this role, but basically an activity coordinator at the hospital. So she would come around the children's hospital and she would play games and, you know, just various fun activities with you. So she came by and we colored a few coloring sheets. The following morning, I remember waking up to the sound of voices in my room. It was my male doctor and my female nurse. As we talked, I watched his gaze drift down onto the bed sheet. I looked down and saw a noticeably bright red stain on my very white sheets. All our faces turned red. But I can especially remember the feeling of shame, humiliation, and I began to panic. You know, my palms began to get sweaty. My heart began to race. It was a very unpleasant experience. Shortly after they left, a CNA entered the room and said she would help me get cleaned up. As I pulled the covers back to get out of the bed, a red marker fell to the ground. I wasn't even on my period. But sadly, this is many of our experiences. Our period was something that we deemed or were taught was a shameful thing. And that just isn't the case. As a female or a male, growing up, do you recall sitting down and having this conversation with an adult? Were you given a chance to ask questions? In our household, although the word period wasn't particularly taboo, it was still something that we did not openly discuss. I don't recall ever having a detailed conversation with my mom about my menstrual cycle. However, I did grow up with three older sisters and from time to time I would overhear their discussions and I would try to gather information from that from their conversations. The rest I would pick up from talking with and listening to other girls at school and I received a lot of misinformation that way. The school's primary education was very brief. There was a mixed crowd, which I absolutely believe is something that all genders need to be educated on, but it was not an environment where females were able to openly discuss and ask questions. The information was also presented by a male teacher, so you can only imagine how that went. Periods are complex. There are so many things that we are still learning. 
One interesting phenomenon is period sinking. It was very noticeable when I went to college. A close group of girls that I hung out with, like clockwork, the more time we spent together, we began sinking. So our periods began occurring at the same time each month. There are so many theories on why exactly this occurs, but none very satisfying. I was at the hair salon the other day and the hairdresser and I began to talk. And I actually loved her theory on this. She posed that it could be an unknown attraction to someone. Maybe it has something to do with pheromones that we give off. Logically, the people you spend most of your time with are the people you enjoy spending time with. Now, this works for me for the most part, but I will say that if I am consistently in contact, phone contact, that is, with close friends, I have synced with them many times. And, um, you know, most of my friends, my close friends, college friends are out of state. What are your thoughts on this? I would love to hear some alternate theories. So nowadays, and thankfully, we live in a reasonably progressive country compared to many others, where we have access to many options for period products. Most of us are familiar with pads and tampons. I was an adult when I first discovered overnight pads, okay? There are just so many options between the two of these. One that some may not be as familiar with is a menstrual cup. It has gotten a bit more popular, but still not something that everyone uses or has used. But these are precisely what the name suggests. They're shaped like a small cup and are made out of a flexible material so that they can be inserted and removed with ease. Typically, they can stay in for up to 12 hours, but you may need to remove and empty it more frequently depending on just how heavy your flow is. So because these are reusable, they have gained some popularity. Some sources claim that these can be reused for up to 10 years. Now I have tried two different brands and these are not a one size fits all, okay? A woman's vagina isn't something that we always discuss, but yes, vaginas come in all different shapes, sizes, and colors, okay? A woman's cervix might be higher than others. So this is an essential consideration when choosing the right menstrual cup. For me personally, a menstrual cup isn't my top choice, especially if I have to be out and about all day. And that's because there is no way that you will not get some sort of bodily fluid on your hands, inserting and removing this constantly. So if I am out in public, it's just a little too messy for me personally. But, you know, some people really seem to like it. An alternative to this is the menstrual disc. So they're very similar to menstrual cups, except that they aren't reusable. But the mechanics of insertion, removal, um, the amount of time that it can be left in, mirror a menstrual cup. One significant difference and benefit to note is that these can stay in during sex. I have never tried these, but I would love to hear some feedback from those of you who have. Now, probably the newest on the market is our period underwears. 
Is this something that you have tried? These are pretty new, but they've gained a lot of attention. They function like regular underwear and have an additional absorbent layer to prevent leakage. They're also very eco-friendly. They can be washed and reused. Now, one of my biggest pet peeves is being in wet clothing. I mean, if a raindrop falls on my shoulder, it just irritates the heck out of me, okay? So I kind of have this mental block about these, but I'm sure it's a lot different than what I envision. So I'll have to give it a try and let you guys know. Periods are complex. We may all experience different symptoms that can oftentimes make us feel very miserable, but they are nothing to be ashamed of. It is a natural part of our bodies and our lives. It doesn't make you unclean or whatever other negative connotations you've been taught to associate with it. Yes, they can sometimes be very cumbersome, but it's also something to be celebrated. I am in awe of all the amazing things that a woman's body can do. Happy Woman's Month. Thank you all for tuning in to Everyday Colloquies, and I will see you next time.